Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max, episode 285. Man, Mark, there was a lot, a lot of stuff this week. There was probably like way too much stuff. Uh, this is like, it feels like the first time you really have a proper conference where we're back to that. There's so much that it's like, impossible to to keep up with it uh like how you know e3 used to be where once you get past the conferences there'd be so much stuff in those like three days on the show floor that it'd be like well i guess i'll watch the the recaps or whatever of yeah of whatever they they deem is the most important thing or, or whatnot um, so uh, we will definitely talk about, uh, some things from there. Of course, obviously a lot of the reveals from the opening night live show, which was once again, one of those, uh, mixed bags, um, for sure. So we'll, we'll get into that. And, uh, I guess before we, uh, start should note, of course, this is the official video games podcast at W2M.com and, uh, I am your host, Sean Garrick. With me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. You. And while we are going to be uh, talking about some games, of course, we're also in partnership with Last Word on gaming as well. So, you know, so so we can just go ahead and uh, get this out of the way. I think we have both been playing Psychonauts, too. Yep. How far are you? I am not very far uh, at all. I'm still in the first world where you're okay. inside the, the dentures. Yeah, or the inside where you, everything's about uh, the, the dental world. The, yeah, dental world, and uh, if you have uh, issues with uh, seeing a lot of things with teeth or your mouth or whatever, maybe that's going to bother you. Uh, I, I know there's a. I, they, I love that they put that warning there too at the beginning. It's like not only do we have mental health issues, I uh, I really yeah. hate that warning. Actually, I, that's you like do. one of the low points of the game. Yeah. Why? Why do you hate? Because it's just so like pandering. Well, like, but oh, there's people that that have that trigger, right? Like, then hey, don't play the fucking game, or that's on you. That's not on them. <laughs> well, I know, but they're doing it just to tell you, hey, if you have these, they're being represented in other ways. And, you know, if you have problems with the uh, <laughs> dental, uh, you know, images, maybe that's something you need to be aware of as well. I don't think that that's, like, necessarily... Let me let me ask you game. this. Did the first game have that warning? No. Exactly. So we're at a different time. No. we're. It's, it's not like we've traveled 500 years into the future. It's been 15 years. Give me a break. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I still think that, you know... We're, we're talking about, like, we're in a different time here. So, you know. A worse super... time. <laughs> well, we'll definitely get into that uh, as we, we talk about uh, some of the things revealed on the uh, in, in Gamescom for sure. But, I mean, for me, it's, I feel like it's, I feel like I'm reliving Psychonauts again, and I'm enjoying that. Psychonauts is one of my favorite games. 
uh, ever. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving that and I'm loving the powers uh, and everything else. I mean, I don't know how, have you gotten out of the first world? How, oh how yeah. You... I, I'm, I'm about halfway through it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's a, I think it's a decent sequel. I think it isn't as good as the first Psychonauts. Um, okay. I don't I mean do that like, that. I, well, I don't mean like that, like, oh, it's like the worst sequel level. That's Axiom Verge 2. Um, but <laughs> uh, it's like a very minor step down. Okay, like an example is like, have you gotten the levitation power yet? No. Or Okay, I've... so like they slightly reworked that. In the first well, I game. I got right to where you get the levitation. Okay. In the, in the first game, I mean, you pretty much could hold the button down forever to like levitate. Um, okay. especially, especially like once you've ranked it up even like more in this game can hold on, hold it for like three seconds and then the bubble pops. So yeah, I ended up, true. Uh-huh. I ended up I dying a lot more than like I might normally, or like in the first game, because I keep expecting to like, and just kind of float to like a safe platform. And it's like, no, I'm screwed. Or like, you know, this, these levels, like it just doesn't allow for that. So, uh, also like the enemies are like, they actually fight back now. <laughs> In the first game, you could like melee your way through the game entirely, pretty much, except for like certain enemies that you needed to use powers on. Like you know, the, like the sensors, they they actually are like enemies now. So, um, I love that though. I love the fact that we're talking about like there's actual like reasons to the different powers and how you go through and defeat certain monsters. It's there's uh, you know the blasts tend to work on like the regrets I, more, whereas the oh, fire works on the. I, I yeah. still use the blast almost pretty exclusively. Uh, what else? Yeah, I, I, I'm about halfway through. Uh, it is a, like, that game really opens up and like, not a, it's a weird way because remember the first game, how it kind of slowly opened up areas mm-hmm. of the camp, like kind of gradually, like, oh, you beat this, you, you beat this ball, you beat this world, you know, here's like the beach of the, of the camp. This game, it's like you beat the first like two worlds, and then it's like, okay, do whatever you want. Like the game really opens up, and it's like this is just, like slightly overwhelming. <laughs> like, yeah, I, but I like that. I like that that you're this is being made for bigger systems now. Like you know, oh, they, they also uh they do reduce the power from Psychonauts one. Like I don't think Shield is in this game or Invisibility, and I think there might have been like one or two others that like miss missing also. But they so still you have don't like. Think you might get powers later at all. Oh, I know you do. You get one. Uh, I mean, I won't spoil it for you, but you do get one for sure, and you get actually get two. Okay. Uh, you get like the first like six and like the, the first like world and a half, or like first two game worlds, <laughs> and then I mean, I just got one like one extra power uh, in like one game world, but that was about it. Uh, okay. But they still like it's still it's funny because they still like give you clairvoyance on like one of the powers, and it's like this. Mm-hmm is not useful at all or you know it's it's useful only in like puzzle solving like why are you giving me this as a combat power just just make it so like hey if someone is you can see through their eyes with clairvoyance just make it a button prompt you don't have to like keep going to this power menu and like juggling powers you know yeah i don't don't know about you i pretty much well i keep levitation and side blast and like the trigger buttons and then I only have like the two other shoulder buttons for like cycling in and out of different powers. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I will say, I don't think the game is is quite as funny initially. Like you are introduced, you basically go to go to Psychonauts headquarters, and you're like the new intern. 
Right. And all the interns like haze you. And it's like, I think the first game had a much better cast of characters. Like, there was like the one kind of like asshole kid or like him and his buddies. That was about it. This game, like, all the interns suck. <laughs> uh, but you do meet, get to meet Raz's family, and they're pretty good. Like, they're actually like way more interesting, I think. Uh, and yeah, like, I mean, oh, what I mean, do you think of the, of the, when you get past the, 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 the dental world? Like, so what do you yeah. think of, like, what you have seen so far as far as like the environment? Are it's good. Uh, like, yeah, well, Taconauts headquarters is pretty large and a little, I don't like the map at all in the game. Uh, like, I guess it'd be nice if you could like set, like, it's not like the biggest thing, but it's just very in universe and it's like a little hard to read. Uh, I will say, I think the shop, like, you, you don't remember the first game you could buy like badges and then like you bought, you bought like upgrades, like the cobweb, uh, vacuum thing. Like that's gone, I think, or I've get to see it and i'm halfway through so I'm, i don't think it's in there uh in this game you basically buy pins and they oh, can yeah, like all the they can alter your powers like it's like oh you get a you get the first one there's a free one it's like oh you can change your uh your levitation ball to blue and it's like okay uh who cares you know like <laughs> uh i mean i have some good pins now where it's like oh i get double money from uh, you know, picking up stuff, or and I get like a shop bonus, and I get like one other good thing. Uh, but a lot of the pins are just really like useful, like useless, or they don't, you know. And and so is the shop itself. Like you can buy uh usable items like potions and like a res, like a uh the dream candy, and that's useful. But like it's like oh, you can buy different photo filters, and it's like uh okay. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I don't care. It's, it's really cheap, but it's like, I still don't care. <laughs> I mean, a lot of cosmetic stuff, you know, it's either one of the, it's either, or you end up liking it or you don't. So, yeah. Uh, uh, the game, the only thing about the game world is I, I know the second, I know the first game really had this, like eventually, like when you, once you got to a certain point is I hope there are maps you can buy that just give you all the collectible information. So, you know, every world has five of those, uh, emotional baggage bags, you know, right. you, have, you have to find the five keys or typically five. Some worlds are a little smaller. Um, and then, but like finding those would be nice or find like displaying what, like what part of the map you're missing figments in would be good. Um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, how much, how much spoilers don't want to get into? Cause there are some inter really interesting game worlds. I mean, I, I don't want to tell you what happens per se, but, uh, one of the game worlds is really cool. Uh, you're like in a '70s like Woodstock concert or '60s oh, wow. rather. I can't wait to get to that. That sounds great. And it, like you're helping to you're helping to put you're helping this guy to put back his band to like play on stage. Uh, and when you think about musician and double fine, who might you think of? Jack Black. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and. Nice. It, it's funny because like you don't really recognize him. At least I right. didn't um, until like he starts singing, and then it's like, okay, I know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that voice, right? Uh, and also, the next level you're gonna face or you're gonna go into is a like hospital that gets like corrupted into being a casino, kind of. Ooh. And I got like a lot of Persona Five vibes from that place. Yeah, that's awesome. I <laughs> that's already. And triggering you to want to keep uh the only I would, the only like weird down 
well, one of the, I wouldn't say downside, but one of the like negative things I would say is like every game, every level has like three things for you to do to like beat the level or, you know, okay. to summon the boss. And it's like, after the third or fourth time, it's like, this gets oh, a little... it's all the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like different objectives, but it's always, it always comes in threes. Okay. So it's like these levels, I mean, you can, you can bounce out of a level pretty easily, but they go on for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, oh man, like I can't. This can't just be like this one big long platforming level. Like that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you knew they were gonna. It's like... well, it's funny because I looked up a guide last night. Because uh, I thought I was like in the end game because like stuff is like rapidly changing in the plot. Right. And it's like, oh no, I'm only like halfway through, and I'm like, okay. That's good to know because if I was if I was really at the end, I would have been very disappointed. <laughs> no, I I've heard that this game like I've seen a lot of people are spending at least fifteen to twenty hours with it. Yeah, but that's also like I think you're also getting a lot of the most of the collectibles as well. So. Yeah, like I, I also don't think this game has quite as many uh, side missions. I've done like seven or eight, and it's like the guide is pretty much like yeah, you're kind of done, or you know, and I'm like. Really? Because aside from like one of them, where it's uh like a scavenger hunt, which I don't think I even I can really do at the moment, because it's like, oh, collect sixteen items in the game world, but like I only have half of them, and I imagine the other half are like in the back, you know, like the back half of the game. But most of them are just like, oh, go do like find your little brother six times in like this one environment, or go be go do these like three battle arena missions. And that's about it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> But yeah, voice acting's good. Looks looks good. I'm playing on PC. I imagine on the Xbox. Yes. Uh I mean, I imagine it plays better on your on yours because like it's not like bad on the PC, but my PC is getting a little old and a little slow. So, did you buy it or? Uh, I got a, I had a friend who gave me a code actually. Oh, okay. Because I meant because he's like a huge Psychonauts fan, and I'm, this is like the first day or like the release day, and I'm like. Oh, like, what do you think? Like, uh, I'll get it when I get the money or, you know, when I can get it eventually. She's like, oh, I bought three copies. So if you just want, oh. want one code, here, you know, here you go. Nice. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> it always uh, helps to, to have that thing. Yeah. Have friends. Um, uh, and yeah, I, like I said, I like it, but I, I, I don't know if I like the game, aside from the one world where, uh, you know, it's like a 60s concert. None of the other game worlds are like really doing it for me at the moment. Uh, well, that's like fair. One one game world actually did kind of annoy me. It was uh, you're basically rolling around a giant bowling ball, like around like, this like environment or around this level, and it's like, yeah, the last game had this, and it wasn't good there either. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you, there's always gonna be. You're not gonna like like everything. Probably there's always gonna be something that you know you're not. Sure. Big fan of, I think. There is um, one really cool I- item you get, or one power. Actually, this is one of the newer powers because it wasn't in the first game. It's called, uh, I think it's called like Mental Connection, and it's almost like a Spider-Man like web swing or like web, uh, like throwing a, a web because you can like use it on an enemy and they will like be pulled toward you and stunned. And oh, then nice. there, and then there are nodes in the game where like you can like jump up to it and like basically jump between nodes with this like power uh right. so yeah that's cool yeah I, I mean i'm glad you're enjoying it at least i mean yeah we'll see 
I'm I, I can't wait to experience that myself and see what it, I think. I know I'm gonna like the Woodstock thing for sure. It's been fun. Like I've been uh, playing it and then watching Mad Men. So <laughs> okay, that's uh, two distinct things there. Yeah, sure. well, I think uh, I was. I think yeah, I was yeah. watching something else, uh, like a few nights ago, uh, and oh yeah, I was watching Overlord, that like World War II zombie movie, okay. and that didn't quite flow as correctly as Mad Men. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough on that. Um, so, like, I think the thing that surprised me was you uh, were very excited for Axiom Verge two. I went yeah. and, you know, got it for you. I was like, okay, well, you know. He, he this will be the big it. game. Or, yeah. yeah this will be a, it's nice to be able to get someone a game that they really want. And then you hate you and all that. And it's like, then you go, man, I, I don't like this at all. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. What a, what a major disappointment that's got to be to be hyped for something and then just totally 180 on it. I mean, I'll put it, I, I think I said it in the review because I wrote the review really quickly also. Uh, yes. I wrote like half of it like after my like first game like long game session, okay. and then I wrote the other half like after I finished the game, and I finished it. I didn't even realize like, I finished the game like four a.m. I think like a few nights wow. ago, okay. and then I basically started writing like immediately, and then I I, I finished the review or, like you know ninety nine percent of it, and then I got up to go to the to, uh, to go to sleep, and I went in my kitchen and I like I was in the hallway, and I'm like what the hell is this like weird blue glow. Like I saw it like the, like reflected in the hallway, and I looked outside and it was the sun or like the sky, and the, <laughs> I, I looked at the time and it was six thirty, and I was like, "Wow, oops, you uh, just... yeah, <laughs> I I really don't like that game." Um, so I think the biggest problem, a few problems. One is the map is terrible because you're. It's not the first game. The first game, like you could see clearly defined, like. This is a doorway. This is a wall. Or like this is like the edge of the map, so you can't go any further. Typically, right. This game is outside and very topographical. So like you'll go in a room and there'll be like mountains, or you know there'll be like ditches or you know ca- a cave system, and you can't see that that well from the map because it's some low res piece of garbage. Uh, yeah. So you can't oh, yeah. you can't really tell like how to get to an area or how to get you know how to get around. Yeah. Um, they have a marker system, which is hysterical because, like, the first game ha- you had like two markers, like one and two. So it's like you place marker one down about like I need this one item to get through door, like marker two, which is where the locked door is. This game you have an infinite supply of markers, and they're all the same color, yellow. And it's like, how you? Wh- why can't you differentiate this at all? Like, why can't you go like, oh, I the the door or the uh, door to that is locked is marker yellow. Where the where the uh, key is is marker blue or marker red. No, they're all marker yellow. So you just and you can end up with a, with like a map full of yellow markers that have no meaning. I mean, you can you can like cover the map with yellow markers, and it's like that's weird that that would be something that like if you went through and added some things that for accessibility reasons, like you would think that adding different markers to make it easier to see things on a map would be something that you make sure you do. Yeah. Uh, combat is almost entirely melee focused. You have like a boomerang uh, that has a pretty like low short range. Uh, you never really, like there's only nine weapons in the game. Okay. Uh, I mean, the first, the first game had over 21. Uh, 
what else? So you didn't try, have you? You haven't tried. Uh, uh, you didn't. You never tried to not beat a boss, or uh, I mean, there is one boss early on. It's just an underwater robotic eel thing that you can't beat because, like, you need a you need a specific upgrade to like even damage it. So I had to like yeah. dance around that thing for a few times. But once I got the upgrade, I'm like, I might as well kill it because uh, the regular enemies in the game kind of suck. So I might as well kill something that's a little unique. All the bosses, except for. Aside from the eel, all the bosses like ridiculously stupid. Like I always like found like an alcove or something where the boss would just like stay above me and I could just like keep hitting it over and over. Or like there's like one boss that's like not like that, but most of the bosses just kind of st- like stay in place, or it can just kind of keep hitting them over and over. And you, you you can eventually get three energy tanks for like health, so that doesn't you know even if the boss like hits you, it's not a big, like, the hugest deal. Um. The the items in the game are worthless. The upgrades are more worthless. Uh, you get this item. I, I mean, this is in the review, so I'm going to warn you ahead of time. You get this item in the game. It's like the first i like the first item you get is the compass, and it's like a little yellow or like a little dot or yellow. Sorry, a yeah. little circle in the lower left hand of the screen, and like the definition is like this lapis luzi uh, necklace glimmers on one side or shines on one side almost like a compass and it's like you can't call something a compass when the goddamn item description says like a compass that literally <laughs> does not work just call it the like stupid like pendant or in the item description just say hey it's a compass like what the hell yeah um and it's like the game doesn't even tell you how it works i'd like go go on like some other website I think it was like the gamer, like some like top ten beginners list to see what the hell yeah. the thing did, and it's like oh, it occasionally flashes when you're near an upgrade jar, and it's like okay, why can why couldn't the game tell me that you know, yeah. like this isn't Dark Souls, I shouldn't have to piece this shit to you know, it's not like a bloodstain trail or you know anything like that, um, yeah. and even gonna upgrade later on, uh, where it's like oh, this alien jewel fits into the compass. And it's like, okay, uh, what does it do? <laughs> and again, nothing. Um, yeah, you get upgrades. Well, the the two big things in this game are you can hack enemies, uh, mm-hmm. but that really becomes very like boring after a while because it's like, oh, uh, every any every robotic enemy just turn them into your helper. Or, you know, turn them against the other robots. Like, you know, that's all you can. That's all you really want to do. And then did you, uh, did you use the drone? Well, you have to because the drone is like really major in the game, okay. much more than like the one in the first game. Because I don't, I don't think the one in the first game you could even like attack with it. This game you have like a very short range like buzzsaw thing, but the drone is the only way you can enter like the breach, which is like their eight bit environment. Right. And so in this game, like you're you're frequently switching between like the main world and like the breach world, which is like a smaller environment, but you can switch between them pretty much. Well, you can get from the breach to the real world at any time. When like once you get this one item, you can only go into the breach like these certain portals. Uh, where it's like, why can't you just give me an item to let me switch at will? Like that that would have been nice. Or you know, who cares? Um, you get like this like ability to like uh, attract portals like later on, but it's like that's not that helpful. Like the skimming items that can keep switching between the two. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the breach. Uh, the uh, not the breach. The drone lets you kind of hover in midair, 
and it can also kind of like Spider-Man swing up like cliff, like cliff sides and stuff like that, or like the edges of like, you know, hallways. Uh, that's kind of fun, but yeah, combat is just like extremely underwhelming and the upgrades, like there are four main trees. It's like, Oh, your health, uh, your like basically, uh, powers, uh, the drone and hacking and just fill out the drone and the hacking. Cause you don't need the, you don't need the power one at all or the health one at all. Uh, because you find, you can still find health upgrades in the world. Right. Like there's still like an item. And oh, the other one is your combat. And it's like, oh, you can upgrade the speed and damage of your attacks. And it's like, okay, but combat's still underwhelming. So it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, you can do 10% more damage to this enemy. It's like, all right, I guess. Or I can just avoid it or just jump around it because I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I watched the giant, I watched uh, Giant Bomb talk about the game. I think it was Jeff who's playing it. And he, he basically made this analogy that like, Axiom Verge was like, was like S- Super Metroid, and right. this game is like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And it's like I can kind of see where he's where he's going, but like the combat in Symphony of the Night was rewarding or fun, and getting around the map like made sense. Like this, like getting around this map really is like just for me it was disjointed as all hell because I'd get frequently stuck in areas where it's like I don't know how to get out of here. Like I was. <laughs> Or, or where to go, or how, not where to go, because, I mean, it actually does tell you, like, it, it'll tell you on the map, it'll, like, flash the objective, but it doesn't tell you, like, how to get there. And it's like, I don't need, like, a direct path, but, like, if all I can see are, like, basically closed off hallways, I have no idea how to get to this area at all. So, thankfully, some dude on YouTube had, like, a full walkthrough of the game, where I could, like, pinpoint where I was, and then go, oh, you can actually bust through this wall and go through there. And I'm like, okay. Uh, that's nice. Too bad the game didn't tell me that. Or like even a help, like a help or to tip thing would have been nice. Like, hey, you can, every like fifteen minutes you can like hit a button and it'll tell you kind of like generally where to go. It doesn't really need to like point an arrow on the screen. And go, hey, go here, dumbass. But something would have been nice. As it trying to ape the those Metroid games of old of like, well, you really have to figure this out. Not necessarily yeah. uh, uh, trying to see, kind of I, lead I, you into that. See, I think the the main thing I've seen about this game is like it's supposed to be very exploration heavy, or like that's the main right. focus. But it's like, yeah, but for me, exploring wasn't fun. So that's where this game like really broke down for me. You know? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. If it's not, if the combat's not enjoyable and the exploration is not fun, there's uh, not a lot to be desired. I mean, yeah, I and like, say... yeah, you don't get anything for beating the bosses. You get like an upgrade point or maybe two, and that's it. So it's like okay. If why make the bosses optional? Uh, and then if they are going to be optional, why not at least give you something interesting for it, or like make it make it like not a ch- maybe not a challenge, but make it like worthwhile? You know, <laughs> I mean, I beat the game, and there was at least one boss I never even saw until like I started going through the game, like just kind of clearing out the map, and I I faced the boss, and it was above me on a floor, so I just kept throwing my boomerang at it, and. Yeah, two minutes later, it died, and I didn't get hit once because I was below it, and it couldn't figure out a way to get, get to me. It really felt like they he was trying to make a point of, well, people were saying the boss were too hard in the first game, so we're I mean, going to make it to where... There were like a few said, hard... Maybe you don't even notice them, or you don't I guess there were, a few, there were a few hard bosses, but like it was at least a challenge. I mean, I did die a lot in this game. I think I died like 40 times. Yeah. But it was mainly because, like, oh... Some of the, like the regular enemies are really annoying, 
or you know dying in the breach you know because of like environmental right. design I was but gonna like, ask. I mean, I know you didn't like exploring, but did you like like the world, like the? the uh, I mean, this the story was interesting. Like, I like the different like kind of the ideas of the world, like you know the desert, uh, like underwater, and then like the I really like the like the snowy area. Um, but I was gonna say is like the first game had spectacle, like that first boss you fought. You're like a tiny dot on the screen, and this thing's like massive. And there were like way bigger bosses in that first game too. So it's like, yeah, this game, like, the electric eel is kind of interesting, or the robotic eel, but that was, like, the only noteworthy boss in the game. There was, like, one, a few bosses where, oh, they have a bunch of turrets on them that you can hack to, like, damage them, to damage themselves or do that. But, like, most of the bosses, like, I, I kind of just one or two tries, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I, when I saw the trailer, I, well, it's, I think for, like, the limited run games, they're like, oh, we're going to put out a physical version. And I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like I have, a, I have a physical version of the first game. I was like, "Sure, let's let's go for it." And it's like, "Yeah, like what a disappointing, you know, turn of events." I mean, I even referenced Symphony of the Night in my review because I'm like, that game has a very good flow, at least initially. Like I could play like the first third of that game blindfolded if I needed to, you know? Right. And this game just does not have that at all. Or it may for some people. Like, I I can't. It has good reviews, but yeah, I I, I kind of feel like alone on this on this front, or you know, very. It's a very uh, minor point. The one thing I'll say is the game does have a really fantastic soundtrack. That's positive, at least. The, the first game, the first game had a a pretty. I mean, the first game also had a good soundtrack, but it's very alien sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, this game it's very Middle Eastern sounding. Um, but it really works for the game's benefit and it, yeah it's just that was like one of the really good high points of the game and he does it he does the music for both or yeah like it well i mean he does everything for this game, yeah exactly so, both games, uh, so yeah it's just so, so weird you know yeah i mean I, I beat the game with like basically 75 percent of both things like items and exploration mm-hmm. and i went back a little and got like nine i think i'm up to like 96 percent on the map but it's, i just don't have any interest in clearing up the items because all it is is upgrade points, right. and they're it is so meaningless that there's no reason to collect them, you know. Yeah, I mean, what's the point of doing something like you said that, that doesn't have any meaning or like there's no I'm, enjoyment out of it? Yeah, like not every upgrade in Metro, Super Metroid or Castlevania is like the most important thing ever, right. Like, it's like, oh, great. I got another missile tank when I already have 140 Every missiles. game has that. There's things they give you that you're like, oh, why am I going to need this at all? Yeah, but it's like, this game, it's like 80% of the upgrades you get. It's like, oh, great. I can get 50 more hacking points. Woo. The, the, one, yeah. the one ability you actually do get really late in the game is you can basically turn into a cloud of mist, like just like in Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool. That actually is a, a, pretty, a pretty interesting switch to the game. But it happens pretty late. And then, like, you know, it, it really eats up your magic meter. And you can't refill that just by, like, standing still. Like, you have to, like, go to a save a save point and, like, refill it there. So it gets a little prohibitive at a certain point. But at least it's something fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, you know, I'm sorry that... Uh... I no, I don't blame you. I, I think yeah. it's inter- I think it's pretty interesting because, like, I, I talked to a friend, and he's, like, a big Metroidvania player also. And he's, like, well, I haven't right. played it. But I have friends who have, and they just said they were like underwhelmed or disappointed. And it's like, great. 
It's nice to know I'm not the only one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I was going to say. I wonder if you're going to be on an island or yeah. you know, if you, you'll be the but only I, one. So. I think IGN and GameSpot gave like eights or like nines or something. And then yeah. it's like, did you accidentally play the first game? Like, this is the one that's supposed to take place outside, right? You played that one, right? Like, uh, and there is a section about midway through the game where you are forced to be the drone for a pretty extended period of time. Uh, and I almost quit that par- part because, like, you have to, like, go to this device to get your body back. And it's like, I just could not figure out a way to get out there. I spent, like, an hour on it until I looked up the damn guy, you know, the YouTube guide, and I was like, oh. You can actually go through this hallway that, like, the game doesn't tell you about. You know, the map is, like, so... It's, like, weirdly not... It's not detailed even about, like, what's a hallway or, like, what's a passable area and what's not. So, it's like, I didn't know you could go through that, you know, from, like, square to square because, like, the map is just kind of blurry. So, it's like, okay, once I got to that, then it was fine. <laughs> so, that's, about me, that's enough of me bitching about Axiom Bridge 2. <laughs> Look look forward to it on our on our game of the year list, you know, in a few months. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know what? At least you uh, got to be vocal about why you'd not uh, and, enjoy it, and that's that's good for people to know too, I guess. So if they do uh, check it out, they can. I think it's funny because I think you got me the game on like I don't know the twenty third, <laughs> or yeah. you know, and I finish it like the twenty fifth, or you know, I yeah. finish it like two or three days. And I think that kind of surprised you. You're like, what? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> it's like, you got that quick? All right. Yeah, I, I bought it on the 21st, and I think I finished it on like the 24th. And the so. fact that like you didn't like it, and you still finished it, too. I was expecting, okay, well, this is going to take me a while because I'm not really enjoying it or something like that. You know? That's usually well, people's... I, uh, I kept playing it in the hopes that, like, oh, it'll eventually change. Or, like, oh, yeah. you'll get combat will somehow... You wanted to really it. like it. Yeah, and unfortunately, it uh, did not get there. I, I have so. a friend. He's playing the game also. He, he actually doesn't mind it, but he's like a big. This is the analogy I use because he's like a big Grateful Dead fan of the you know the band. And I was like, imagine if there was like some unearthed uh, Grateful Dead album, and you got it, and it was two good songs on the album, and the rest were New Kids in the Block cover songs. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I'd probably take it back. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, at that point, if that were if that were to be the case. Uh so all right. Um that those were uh the games we played uh this week or really Mark played. Uh so let's let's go on to talking about uh talking about things from Gamescom here. Uh the opening night live really I think delivered in what you want and giving you a lot of surprises or in a lot of uh, big announcements, at least in the first part. Then in the second part, they kind of teetered away because he had to start promoting the ads and, and things to sell the show. And then ending with Death Stranding, which is weird because you've seen it already. It's like, how much more do we really need to see of this game? It's a game that's already been out before. It's not like it's not like it's a new game. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I feel like some of the other announcements that uh, were put in here probably could have been used as the one more thing instead of something we already know full well about but i mean those are the weird decisions sometimes jeff keely makes uh, for the most part i thought it was an enjoyable show but let's talk about some of the big announcements from it i think uh one that i'm sure is keen on your mind as you're a, a big fan of this franchise saints row reboot is official after the big rumors 
And it is already in controversy land because a lot of people don't like the characters, don't like the background story of the characters, don't like the way the characters look, don't like the way that apparently this is not going to be done and written the same way as the older Saints Row games. It's not a continuation at all of any of those characters either. I mean, so where do you land on this entire thing with the Saints Row reboot? What do you think? I, I'm kind of neutral. Um, okay. I watched that trailer, and a few things kind of jumped out at me. First was like the one guy on the bike uh, with the helmet, the stupid helmet. I'm like, that's just the guy from Watch Dogs 2. Yeah, I had a lot of people say, oh, I, had, I got a lot of Watch Dogs 2 vibes here. The, vi- this, so. the vibe I actually really got, and this is kind of damning actually, is it, it felt, it seemed like Agents of Mayhem. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, I don't really, I can't really comment on the characters because like, I don't really, I mean, it's a trailer. I don't care about them or it's not like right. to say negative, but yeah, they're in like a two minute video. Like how are you supposed to gauge a character on that? But it's just like, yeah, like it might be fun. Like, I think I saw the Washington post thing go like, Oh, it's supposed to be, um, uh, look like saints row three and four, but had the gameplay of saints row two. And I'm just like, wow, really? <laughs> There's a lot of people making comparisons to it. It looks like Fortnite. Uh, yeah, well, it has, I mean, it kind of has an exaggerated art style, but it always kind of had that, you know? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah. But, like, it, it's like, oh, if the game, it's like, oh, if they're shooting for, like, looking like Saints Row 3 and 4, it's like, dude, those games are old. Like, th- those games, like, Saints Row 3 is, uh, a 10-year-old game. <laughs> right. Like, why, why, I don't, I mean, they're like, oh, it's supposed to be a huge environment, and it's like, well, at a certain point, I would rather it be a smaller, better-looking environment than a huge environment that's from a two generations ago you know console you know like yeah, I, it's not I, I, I realize it's not ps5 or xbox you know series x exclusive like it's coming to ps4 and uh the one also but it's like i mean bump it up a little <laughs> uh, interesting that they didn't just go ahead and make it uh current gen exclusive considering it's a reboot and everything but uh, because you know, the I mean, further reboots, if you, if this is successful, the sequels will not be on those consoles. So yeah, I mean, weird. yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I don't really care about it because I just didn't like it that much. But like, I would have much more uh, appreciation or more much more interest in that like Dead Space reboot because they're drawing a line in the sand and going like, no, it's on the new, it's on the current consoles and that's it. Like you know, yeah. it'll probably like a lot better or you know. It, Demo better at least, you know, than the old games. I mean, yeah. yeah, this this seemed like a slightly better like version of like Saints Row Four, but it's like that's not enough. And yeah, I I I kind of do agree. Like, I miss the humor, or it doesn't have to be like as goofy. Well, as... I mean, that's the thing is we don't know where the humor is going to be. Well, it's they a didn't trailer. I mean, they didn't have uh, Kanye West's power plane, so that's one negative right there. <laughs> um. I mean, the biggest thing for me also is uh, no Kinsey, no Dice. Yeah. I, I mean, again, these are new characters. So if they're not bringing back anyone, then have different voice actors and have uh, new people doing them. Uh, like, it, you know, I I think some of this is a bit overblown. I, I get it. You wanted it to be more of what you remember. You wanted it to be the Saints Row that you, you think of. Uh, but yeah, I but- kind of agree with... I mean, at a certain point, like, like, like Saints Row 4 ended in such a crazy way, you just can't go like, oh, here's Saints Row 5, you know? 
Yeah, but they seems like a lot of people just wanted a continuation with those characters. Like they yeah. didn't want this. It could be a reboot, but not. Don't give me all new characters. Where basically, I guess you could say, well, they could have just called us something else. It didn't have to be called Saints Row. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Here's my idea. Now that Telltale is kind of back, we do a Saints Row uh, adventure game. <laughs> Hey, you know, maybe this is successful. They could, right? And then you could use uh, those, those older characters there for that. Yeah. I don't know. Like like I said, the vibe I got was like, yeah, that Agents of Mayhem game. So it's like this isn't kind of appealing to me. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see when it comes out. Because like what they showed in the trailer was just so like GTA focused or GTA cloned, you know? And oh, I think, I think, well, I think that, I mean, that game started off as a GTA clone or the franchise did. But it got big or got, you know, really big when it moved away from that shit. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just, agree. I, I just don't want GTA set in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad way to look at it, but yeah. Well, didn't they say, like, oh, it's, you know, the Southwest? Like, you're not going to be in, like, L.A. You're going to be, I mean, that, it looked like you are in, like, a Reno or something. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did look like you are trying to be in that arena of that. Of Southwest, yeah, you know, all that uh, kind of thing. But I do, I do. I mean, the one thing I actually do like is what they talked about. Like, you can, it's much more kind of business or industrial, like you know, industry focused, and that's nice. Like, the, I mean, three and four. Oh, I think they, I don't know, if one had it, and I think two might have. But like three and four, it's like, oh, you can buy up uh, ammunition, and then you know, you can go there and shop or whatever. But it's like it was such, such a, you know, all you do is click buy, and that's it. Like if there's actually like right. a business sim system in the game, or it's like, oh, you can you can raise and set prices or collect rent or do whatever. It's like, sure, that might be fun. Yeah, uh, I think um, this is really interesting as far as it's not surprising to me that people are upset about not not liking the Santelizio or not liking the characters or not liking the writing where the writing style is going to be headed. I mean, I feel like. You have to understand that that was a game of a time. And some of that stuff's just not going to fly in 2021, 2022. I, do you have a problem with, like, maybe it changes into woke Saints Row instead of the Saints Row it used, used to be? Like, do you have a problem? I mean, it always... With- how do you define woke? Like, the, like, it's not like the Saints were, like, you know, a white pop... Like, a nationalist gang or anything. Like, they had different ethnicities and different sexual uh characters in like the previous games yeah like mean, that that's that that's something i've seen thrown around of oh well we turned it from what it was to this i i mean yeah. i guess it depends i mean it's a, a trailer so you can tell my problem with part of that mentality is like them really trying to capitalize on it and going like it's like star trek discovery it's like oh it's the first uh female black main character in this you know a star trek show and it's like well first of all i mean yes in that configuration yes but there have been female leads in the show in the shows prior and there have been african-american leads in the shows prior uh get over yourselves <laughs> like it, it they're not i mean it's not like they have character bios going like oh here's our you know crippled guy in the wheelchair he's like the main one of the main characters Remember that extreme Ghostbuster show? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. like that that show. They didn't see that that show. Like, did not have 
what you would call like the traditional like white male hero, you know, mm-hmm. but that show also didn't like focus on it or draw attention to it. You know, you watched it, that could, mm-hmm. like the late nineties, the, the show had, you know, black main character, uh, Gothic female character who I think was like Latino, maybe Latino main character, white, you know, or Latino male character. And then yeah, the white guy was in the wheelchair, but it's not like they had like ethnic power hour every epi- every episode. Like no, there is real people or real characters, and you know, right? I mean, it's a different way of. I don't think things need to. It, it's a more subtle way of letting you know. Okay, we've changed. Yeah, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in your face. I get that that point. I mean, too, that's too. that's the problem. Is like now it's so in your face, it detracts from the actual artistic or the actual thing. A good example might be Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I, there is there is a, a better way to do that, and not necessarily like just constantly being like, "Hey, we're this now." Or, hey, we're accepting now. Or, hey, like you know, don't don't need to do that all the time. But I thought it was go- I thought it was funny when the guy was like, "Oh, you're the most like biggest custom creator, you know, uh, custom character creator ever." And it was like. <laughs> okay, you know, like who cares? <laughs> you know, I, that was their uh, chance of a joke, right? Like they no, they were they're, serious. Yeah, but it's like oh, I, they're yeah, they're having there's they're gonna have more. Well, you don't care about that. Stuff. Yeah, I'm um, like whatever. Do, you don't care about the, yeah the credit care there, but a lot I'll, of people I'll, do care about that. I'll stuff. pick you know default male one or maybe male two if male one looks dumb. You know, that's well, about it. You know, Jens is gonna care about that. He's, yeah, he's gonna be happy. With it. So. You know. Uh, and and what about where it's coming out? You know, as we as we found out that uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West is going to be coming February 18, twenty two, which puts it like a cup, you know, a month after Elden Ring and Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus, and then also coming out the same week is Sifu, uh, this Saint Row that we're talking about. Um, so a lot of stuff uh, coming in that same area of 2022 yeah but at least half of that stuff will still get delayed again (laughs) let's hope not but you're you're certainly probably not wrong in that a lot of that stuff probably will get uh delayed just because that's how game development usually works a lot of this stuff doesn't really come out whenever they once again announce it i actually fully expect the same like of of the games you listed saints row probably will be the one that gets delayed like maybe not like a huge amount but some Because they just announced it. I mean, look at these other games. Like they've been announced, or you know, I don't know how long they've been working on this thing. But you think they would have shown gameplay? I mean, they did later on. But it's yeah, like, they did. They showed gameplay. Yeah, and it was they also showed some gameplay like behind closed doors. Uh, yeah, media as well. Right. So that's that's the thing. I mean, it wasn't like I think fluid continuous gameplay. I think it was gameplay of like, well, this is what it's going to be. And, yeah, here's like a mission, like, or here's yeah, like a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like oh here's thirty minutes that you can watch, right? Uh, I mean, good. I mean this this is kind of cool in that Jeff Keighley is able to get Sony. Nintendo wasn't here, but like Sony and and Microsoft on the same stage in the same event uh, at different times uh, for both of their big games, and that's that's a pretty cool thing. Always when I see that. That he's able to do that, you know. Whereas E three kind of segments everybody out, he kind of brings everyone together and does that well. Not only did you get the Forbidden, you know, Horizon Forbidden West release date, you got also the Halo Infinite release date, which is 
you know, I've been wondering, are they going to wind up delaying this again? Are they going to wind up just releasing the multiplayer? Well, you had it said right there in front of you. They confirmed the no co-op. They confirmed the no forge. But they confirmed that you will get single player and you will get the multiplayer in one package on December 8th, a day after, um, was it uh, Dying Light 2, which also got some time at the uh, game at the Xbox showcase the day before, um, which I thought they looked they did a better time showcasing that than the three. But that's that's uh, another another thing entirely. It's weird that Halo wasn't at that Xbox thing, and then just to reveal it here, uh, I will say I love that uh, limited edition console. That looks amazing. I want that controller. I uh, don't know if we'll ever have it available separately away from just or if it is it'll be a while before it is available separately away from the the console itself but uh gotta say i love that i love that there's a controller i love that there's a console my um, my yeah. problem the controller looks fine yeah. uh it looks damn sure better than that forza controller or the i think the controller is is i get it, it as a as somebody that does had Mexican that has Mexican family, I get what they're coming from with that. It's, and then they went on and, and showed some other like Day of the Dead, um, other like Mexican inspired controllers that they're also making that's beyond the Forza controller. Those look cool too. So I'm fine with that. Didn't bother me. I saw the joke. This is uh, Alex Navarro's joke. He said about that controller. He said the clear plastic part is neat, but why does the rest of it look like it got hit with shrapnel from a gender reveal gone wrong? <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I liked about it was the atomic part of it where you could see the inside of the controller. Yeah, I mean, oh, on that note, my uh, it hasn't gotten here yet, but my SNES uh, see-through case is finally shipped. Hey, there you go. That's yeah, good. but my problem with that Halo console is uh, they can't keep regular Xboxes in stock, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if you could walk into a Best Buy and there's like three of them sitting on the uh, shelf, That'd be one thing. They're going to make a limited edition console of a, you know, of a console that's already in li- very limited supply. Like, are you guys dumb? <laughs> no, I mean, I think if they're doing this, they they know that they are, they have enough of them to be able to do that. But yeah. like the second they went on sale, I don't feel like we keep seeing people come out and go. I've got my PS5. I got my Series X. I got my Series S. I keep seeing it online everywhere. Like it's, it does. It seems to it, not be this extreme shortage. Okay, yeah. go to five Best Buys in your area and see see no, what they but say. I'm just saying they're releasing in a limited quantity. There's not enough to go to an actual store and just have them all on the shelf. But they're whether it's Sony through that through their store, or Microsoft through their store, or GameStop or Best Buy, or whoever, through their online. It's just all, also online, also because they don't want people rushing stores and, well, and I, camping I, out. I had a friend, and this was, I think, like Thursday. Uh, he was like, oh, I just got a raise. What should I spend money on? Like, And I was like, oh, get a, get a, I decided as a joke, like, get a PS5. And this was like 11.55 a.m. And like yeah. Walmart was going to do like a stock on like, you know, noon. And then at like 12.05, he was like, oh, I guess I missed it. They're already sold out. And it's like, yeah, that's not normal, you know, <laughs> to sell. Well, out of a- but this is scalpers also involved in this too, because Walmart does the dumb thing of announcing. Well, you don't think they could block scalpers? Walmart's uh, they try to do that Q thing. GameStop does it pretty well. Sony does it pretty well. 
some of these other stores still haven't figured this out. Yeah. Like Walmart doesn't seem to do it uh, very well. I thought Meyer I mean, did it really well when I tried to get it from their Yeah, it's store, like, oh, so. if this guy is getting 100 PS5 sent to his house, you, gee, you think he might be a scalper? <laughs> uh, I mean, no. here's the thing. Walmart doesn't care. They're getting their money either way. Right. Walmart doesn't so, care. Exactly. But That's the point. Do you think a scalper, like, let's say these things were actually in stores, think a scalper's going to, like, Hop to every Walmart in the area. I mean, he might. No. There are the ones that do that. No, but unless like, they unless they contract people out to do it, they're not going to. Yeah, they're part so, of I mean, one big company that does it. Console looks fine, but I and everyone was complaining about the uh, online ordering thing. I mean, it's online ordering. Expect that's just the way online ordering is. I mean, is. but it was like buying from Microsoft, and even everyone was like, "Oh, that's yeah, a shit I, show." So. <laughs> When you just announce right now, it's out there. I mean, it's it's gonna be nuts. It's, yeah, you know, it's that's how it is. How old that's. Uh, I'm just happy that it has a release date. I'm upset. No call campaign. I would have loved to be able to play with Jens or Randy. Uh, yeah, know, I, I don't think Jens likes Halo, or I'm, or, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Well, uh, you know, or any of the Outer Haven guys, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that would have been cool to be able to play. I like playing Halo co-op, but he, at least it's he, out there. He is obsessed with uh, Halo, by, or uh, Hades, by the way. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad that he is enjoying that. Uh, will he transition that on to other Rogue nope. uh, games? Well, uh, I doubt it, but at least yeah. he's doing one. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, one of the games that I thought looked really good out of the what was shown here is, you know, it's the off-delayed Lego Star Wars saga, uh, Skywalker oh. saga, which has... The but, entire episode one through nine. You can start at any episode you want. You, you mean it wasn't Alaskan Truck Simulator? <laughs> no, not that. My, uh, yeah. I watched that trailer, uh, and it looks fine. At least I thought this, you know, it's a Lego game. But yeah. uh, it was missing the one, the two, the two words I wanted, which was online multiplayer. <laughs> that's that's still a weird thing to me. I get it. This is mostly a kids game. Well, uh, these Lego one of them had it. I think it was like the first Lego Batman had it. Something must have happened where they don't do it. Or like, I don't know if it was like that one, but I know one of the earlier games, like the 360, had like online co-op, and it's like, yeah, it's a good idea. Like, you know, if your kid, if your dad's in the road or something, and your kid, you know, you want to play, it's like Minecraft or something, you know? Yeah. But no. yeah, looked fine. I'm I'm a little. Uh, some of the voice acting was a little dodgy, but yeah, I mean they. Believe me, they can get Mark Hamill. <laughs> Do they want to pay to get Mark Hamill? That's the question. You know, I mean, I'm sure that, he's not just. I don't think he. I don't think he's cheap, but I don't point. think he's the most expensive. I mean, it'd be cheaper to get him than like Adam Driver or you know, even McGregor probably. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, like, does Warner Brothers want to pay that money? Well, no, Let's... because they want. To, it seems like they want to get out of games entirely. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like. That's their choice. They did that. We see those kind of shortcuts all the time. It's not surprising, uh, honestly, for me. Yeah. Um, well, they, they've always done that shit. Like, they always cheaped out on those other games. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, for what was uh, a little bit surprising for me, we've known this existed because it got uh, leaked around E3 time, which was the, oh, there's a, hey, uh, Jason Schreier doing his thing. There's a free access uh xcom type uh marvel uh game in the works you know hey watch out like it's gonna be great or whatever and then 
you don't hear anything, which is weird because it's like, really? We're, we're not going to reveal this after it got leaked or whatnot. So then you find out, well, that's uh, the reason why is because it got revealed here at uh, Gamescom instead with it's called Marvel's Midnight Sun. And I thought it looked pretty cool. They they created a, a special character uh, to be showcased in this as well. I mean, what did you think? Uh, I, I have no problem conceptually with like an XCOM Marvel game. My problem is every character in that game looks awful. They look like a bootleg yellow lantern from DC. You know, all the yellow, yellow shit on them. Like every character. Uh, so I'm really hoping... That that game has some good costume DLC. <laughs> uh, it feels like they're the the whole point is like it's like the darker side of. Well, they're Marvel, fighting like right? vampires yeah. and yeah and shit like that. But you don't you know you don't want to see uh iron you know Wolverine with a glowing <laughs> yellow suit. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes it look a little bit cool, you know. It's like runes on a you know costume. It's like oh god. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was interesting, actually, that, like, or, like, Blade, like, the big yellow chest piece. It's, like, holy yeah, Christ. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Or, especially, uh, uh, what, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Think they'll get Nick Cage to voice him? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of interesting, though, that, like, they have a few Marvel characters, or a few X-Men characters in that thing. <laughs> yes, I like that. I like the fact that we're, you know, putting all that in together. Yeah. Um. It's it's good that they did reveal it this way because the rumor that had been going around was that oh you may not even play as Marvel characters at all. Yeah, it'll be uh, like that X Men show up in the game. It'll be like that X Men Destiny game that did so well. <laughs> it's like uh, thankfully they did not go that route because that wouldn't have uh, I think gone over well at all with anyone of like you're gonna be you're kidding me right like you're gonna have these X these characters in here and then they're not even going to be play you're not even going to be able to play as them at all like I, yeah I, I just think it's weird i mean like i said like if it was just a marvel xcon game that'd be fine i think it's really weird they're doing it in this format or like this like this variant because mm-hmm. it's like who gives a shit about like the vampire part of marvel you know like Bl- blade's kind of it or, i mean they have like other characters like uh I forget her like last name, but Nico Maruni or I forget her la- whatever her name is. They have like you know darker characters, but it's like it's such a small part of that universe. Yeah. Remember when they remember when they announced this is a while ago? They announced they were going to do like a Justice League dark live action movie with like Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct it. Yes, and it's like why you know like so few people care about this like proper or you know even the idea of it. I mean, I guess Guardians kind of proved them a little, a little uh, right because oh, here's a fairly unknown team that got like really big because of the movie. But I think the movie itself it plays it pretty normal. Like, yeah. is this supposed to be like some like horror themed XCOM Marvel game? It's like okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just going a different direction. I mean, just to be a little bit different than that what you would expect from a Marvel title. I think it's actually. And when you you've already got the Avengers and you know you got the Iron Man VR thing, you got uh, yeah Guardians also. You got the Guardians. Like it is kind of like a let's do something a little bit different. You already had. I thought it was a Dark Alliance at first when I first saw it. I was like, is this Dark Alliance? 
yeah. and they're doing a, a sequel again. Like the way they kept just showing characters, and then I saw the 2K logo. Oh, I was like, oh, that's that free access. Yeah, and so I mean, I I like to see when they actually show that gameplay. So sure, look yeah, like, you know, um, the cutscene looks cool and everything. Getting to see the characters is great, but you know, the game is not going to so. Um, will be much more interesting once you actually see what uh, that game is. Uh, one game that I think is now one of my most anticipated games of next year after they announced this, because like I was like, well, this is this is different. And then also like what they're what they're saying, some of their ideas of where this comes from, like what they wanted out of the game, what they wanted. Uh, Are you talking it to about be uh, Dokev? You know. I thought- I thought you were going to say WW2K22. No, no, not, not that. Uh, so I, I watched that trailer yeah. and started laughing when, like, they're having like this big fight in the middle of the city, and there was like a woman like running away from it, and I'm just like, yeah, imagine, imagine like being in her position, like these two asshole kids are just fighting, and you know, it's causing like yeah. devastation in the town. So it's, it's an MMO. They're, they're known for the was it Black Desert Online? Yeah. Uh, so this is an MMO about sort of like monster catching, but not in a Pokemon sense, but like almost like in a Ghostbusters sense. And Ghostbusters is their uh, it, the inspiration for this. Yeah. Sort of. um, you'll see. I don't know if in the if you're watching on on video, I'm showing video of this here. I don't know if you'll actually get to the point where you see them. You know, it, capture but, the actual yeah. gameplay reminded me a lot of Nino Kuni One. Yeah. You get that only, as well. Only like your character doesn't suck or can actually like battle. Like that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> he battles. Uh, the character battles with uh, the monsters that are there. And, yeah. Uh, so See, that first, yeah. Th- that first game was like, oh, you're basically just sending your monster out to fight for you. Like you can like lightly attack, but it, you know you're pretty much just staying in the back. You know. <laughs> right. It, it wanted you to. It was more of a Pokemon mechanic, but I'm liking. I, I like the the art style. It's super. Yeah. Well, especially, especially the kids like hammered axe or whatever. Yeah, I love that they like. Apparently, this is uh, supposed to be a family game that you can play as well. Um, so it's just interesting. I don't know what it's gonna be like when you're actually sitting there around playing it, but yeah. this looks sort of interesting as far as like something different that you didn't expect when you thought thinking thinking about like all the other games that are shown. It's almost like these are all like known quantities. Kind of things. What, what, yeah. what was that one game you liked, uh, like last year? Or it was like a Steam. I think it was like a Steam game initially, and then it came to Switch and other stuff. It was like a Pokemon ripoff. Oh my god! Now I know what you're talking about, and I can't think of it this minute. It's gonna come to me when I'm not uh, thinking about it, as almost everything else seems to do. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's it. Yeah, Temtem. That's it's fine. Like it's, yeah. it's, I have it on the on the PS5. It's it's a it's a yeah, it's total Pokemon ripoff. Uh, but those yeah. are fine, you know. Why not? Yeah, but those are total Pokemon. Just like uh, the Coromon game that's gonna come out next. It's a total Pokemon ripoff. This is different. This is not like total yeah. trying to be a total. Pokemon. This is taking that idea and kind of doing only ninety for ninety five percent. Let's give it some credit. <laughs> well, this is more like Monster Hunter stories as well. It's not necessarily like you know. Yeah, I, I would say. But either way, I. I I like I like more of a, what the way it looks and what you're doing in that world. I I would say I think that's sort of your your 
like big announcements from yeah. that Gamescom like live thing on live thing. They, they had some, a few yeah. smaller stuff, but uh, nothing of like interest either for us. Yeah, I, I oh I love that um, the Cult of the Lamb or whatever. that looked that was hilarious. I love that. Um, I love that uh, that announcement. That was fun. Looks like a total like Devolver thing you'd expect out of a Devolver joint. So totally down with whenever that comes out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I so that's I mean th- there's a lot of stuff from Gamescom. Go find the games that you really enjoyed. Um, there was a lot of announcements that weren't at these showcases or whatever. There's probably something in there for you. Uh, yeah. As well, um, some notes about Elden Ring as well, and the fact that apparently George R. R. Martin has nothing to do with the the story that's actually being presented to you. And this well, hey man, he he has to spend time not writing those final Game of Thrones books. So <laughs> at least you know this is why that game's coming out because George R. R. Martin had had anything to do with. Uh, it'd, be, it'd, be well, I, it'd be coming out on the PlayStation Six. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be coming out. It wouldn't be coming out at all. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's it's good that you know Gamescom had some some good stuff in it. I'm I'm gonna go back and this week and find some uh, games yeah. that I'm uh, looking forward to for sure. So let's get into more of our quick hitters, our our other news from this week. Now that we got out of the uh, the major topic for uh, the show, yeah, really quick here. Xbox games for gold for September. Look like this, a game that we have reviewed twice on the website, Warhammer Chaos Bane. Uh, it's going to be on Xbox One and Xbox uh, it, X. At least it's a real game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's what, uh, like Diablo clone? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mulaka, which I thought was fine, is going to be the other half of the month. Uh, for the 360s, under the Enders HD, which that's really good. Go pick that up and play that on whatever system you have. And uh, Samurai Showdown 2 is the other uh, game 60 uh, that's available at the uh, tail end of the month there. So something that's very interesting because, you know, as I think Marcus noted several times when we've ever talked about this, is NetherRealm usually switches between Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Right? Yeah. When they do the cycles um, right now because of the whole WB thing of, well, we don't know which studio has what and... Like they sw- they splintered off the studios, which is so weird. And then sometimes, depending on what day WB wakes up on, they don't want anything to do with video games at all. So it's like you know they almost had that sale where like apparently Microsoft was talking to them about buying IPs, and then all of a sudden they went into oh we're not going to sell anything to doing exactly what I said you know a little bit ago splintering off the studios. So NetherRealm is kind of because. Like, why would you get involved in a big property like Injustice where you have to deal with DC licenses and Warner Brothers licenses and just go with something that you know you know is going to sell well and you know is going – you don't have to worry about anything in Mortal Kombat 12? Um, yeah. What do you think about going straight into a Mortal Kombat 12 already? I mean, Mortal Kombat 11, it's been supported for a pretty long time. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, they had, like, what, three different character packs mm-hmm. or – maybe and the expansions uh, and yeah i don't know i guess sure uh i mean i get i don't know what you do next you know <laughs> like Mortal Kombat. It's, it's almost like the same throw problem of like Mortal Kombat story has gotten so crazy i mean they already rebooted it like once 
and now it's even like further up his own ass. So, well, I mean, but that's I, the cool. That's the fun thing. I, are you gonna try to do that again? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I just feel like. Well, I personally feel like they should take a take a game off. I mean, it might not be injustice, but find something else to do. You know, but that's just me. Yeah, it would it would be nice. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't mind to make another fighting game, but you know, just cranking out Mortal Kombat is like, I, you know, it's it can get fatiguing, you know. Yeah, I I mean, there are people that like it, obviously not. I yeah. think uh, people that that want to be in that fighting game scene and keep on. I mean, at this point, they're doing a lot more than Street Fighter. Uh, Street Fighter's kind of taking the you know really slow roll with it and keep trying to oh, find. Yeah. Characters to put in. Uh, I do think it's funny if they're making an Injustice movie <laughs> or cartoon movie. Probably because Warner Brothers much more interested in what that could bring in video game. Yeah. So plus, I I mean that that could work pretty well as a cartoon. You know. Yeah, definitely can. I mean, you can start a whole series with it. Yeah. So as well. Interesting that the WWE 2K22, of course, is you know the next in the series for this this entire uh, thing with 2K and WWE and whatever they are at this point. Uh, estranged uh, lovers, um, uh, you know, in a quarrel between uh, a, a, a bad point in a marriage. I don't know uh, what you really want to call it, but, you know, their whole thing is uh, it hits different this year because I guess they're, you know, trying to show how they redesigned everything. Well, hey, and, and, and the last WWE game hits barely worked at all, so. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but the big thing is it's not going to come out October of or November of this year. It's going to be March 2022, which, again, puts it in that spring window with a bunch of other games. Uh, but it also would have it coming out around WrestleMania time instead of in around whatever the October pay-per-view is at this point and maybe Survivor Series. Uh, so... That to me, that's a better marketing area. Uh, WrestleMania is your biggest show of the year. Like, why not have it around there? Uh, but that's apparently WWE is not happy with the delay. Um, 2K doesn't like the fact that they're having to work with a roster, uh, a roster that is mostly uh, there's a lot of people that are not there anymore. Well, and, yeah. I mean, at a certain at a certain point, you have, like there's a cutoff, and it's like, oh, Adam Cole just left. But and he's still in the game. I mean, they could just lock him off. But no, I mean that happens. Yeah. But it's just like with the other games, like other sports games, you see this things change a lot faster, right? Well, Um, the other sports games allow for something called roster updates. Yeah. (laughs) Like this game is different because they have to mold that character, build a move set, build everything around that character. If they if they have something to do with the story mode, you build that into it as well. Like. These are less uh, interchangeable parts. Oh, I don't know. You can just give you can just give any uh, what's it? Give uh, Otis a Stone Cold Stunner move as his finisher, and that'll be it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is for me. Whatever this is, let's be fair. I mean, Two K hasn't necessarily had the best tracker with WWE games, so you know, for I mean, for the recent well, times. Let, let me let me ask you then. Well, two things. One. Who do you think is more to blame, WWE or 2K? What does WWE have to do with that? I mean, WWE uh, just provides their wrestlers. Right? Like, well, no, they mandate a lot of things. They, lot, they, they mandate a lot of things, I agree, but 
part of it is also the Ukes. Like, I don't know whether WWE had something to do with that or whether 2K had something to do with that or they both did. But it's like how you have a, a studio like Visual Concepts and they totally messed that up for several years making bad versions of games and, and all yeah. of that. I mean, it's just, it's weird to me that this is what you go with instead of, you know, I don't know. It Like, I, like I still think the idea of making, because like football or basketball is a real sport. Right. I mean, there is athleticism and sports involved in wrestling, but it's still yes. a scripted thing. Right. So them presenting it as a real fight always seemed a little weird in some, you know, certain games more than others. Like especially the, the recent WWE game, like don't want it to be like in, like you know a fighting game, but it's like no, like you're missing because you, you don't want to break that illusion that it's not real. So it's like okay, then these games are always going to be a little doomed to failure. But here's here's my second more interesting and fun question: How fun? Because I mean, they just had CM Punk on AEW, and right. there's all, 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 already rumors throwing that uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Daniels. Well, yeah, he's up. he's already there. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna pop up soon. How funny would it be if they said, "Oh, we're putting out a game on whatever the hell date this WWE game is coming out on <laughs> March twenty in two thousand or two thousand twenty-two?" Because they are making a game. I mean, no, they are making that. Right. You know, I think Ux is making it. Which is yeah, AEW. Yes, you're fine. AEW. You know, that's the thing about Ux is like they aren't they aren't a bad developer. They just got no. ran into the ground from WWE. <laughs> right, and then that yearly model of well, yeah. we can't really iterate too much on this because like, you're having to constantly put in you know, the same thing that they run into with Madden and 2K, uh, the NBA 2K series. Yeah, and all that. yeah. Like, like, what would you say? Like, what would be a good schedule for this games every two or three years? Like, realistically, like, you know, if you were in charge of games, you know. I think they just needed, I think NetherRealm has a good, I mean, you can say what you want about it, but I think they need to alternate. Alternate between the simulation game, the, uh, so basically, the yeah, basically, stars type, the, the, the uh, Battlegrounds type game, but make it better than that terrible game. And uh, maybe uh, something different, something just. Well. Like yeah. I've always said, that Nether Realm WWE game, get that thing off the ground. I said that it. too. Yeah, but like you know, I don't know. I mean, do you? I just mean, all yeah. I, I I see I see what you're talking about. Just do like switch between like basically do what Forza does. Yeah, do so so that you have the time for whoever's only working on the simulation game to really be able to have that year off and and make some. Look at what they're able to do. If now, let's hope this game's actually good, right? Because you don't want them to take that year off, and it's a waste of time. But it's like this is what the whole plan was. We released Battlegrounds as a make good, as a okay. Well, here's a game for last year, right? Yeah. And then, well, this year we're really gonna show you what a WWE game can be. Like, oh, let's go back to uh, some of those. Early 2K ones, you know, the one, uh, the Attitude Era one, the the one after that with the Stone Cold, on, you know, the, the Stone Cold um, deal. Like, well, I think this is before. Yeah. Well, Stone Cold was when, when they had 2K, but I don't know. I don't remember when oh. the 2K thing started, honestly. But it's like the, the whole point is it, w- it was supposed to make this game better, make it whatever it is supposed to be. 
And yeah. I think they need that cycle every time. It's not just, oh, we're going to get it right now, and then we're just going to add some things. And I, yeah, they but, need to get off this yearly cycle. They're not a sports game. That, that's what they always do, though. <laughs> so that's the I know, game. but I'm just saying, like, they are not a sports game. They're not yeah. a sport. They're, uh, yeah, that's they're about, not. Yeah. I mean, I know people want that game every year. I know they do, and I I know people that just absolutely love the whether it's the creative thing, whether it's the GM mode, or whether it's the the whatever story mode they're gonna do. Like I get it. There's people that absolutely love these games and they want to have that yearly cycle. But it's like it doesn't work for when when you had the '64 era and and you had No, no Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 and. And NWO Revenge and and all that, and then like even the early PlayStation years, that was was fine to to have a game every. But it's like, well, uh, I it, mean, yeah. the, the N sixty four games were always built on a good foundation. That was that was one thing, so that helped. And the right. PlayStation the PlayStation yeah. ones were like adding like semi major shit every year. It was like Tony Hawk, you know. Exactly, you got it to the point of like making it like Madden, of making it like all these other games of. Well, well, we have this thing that doesn't change. You can ask for you can ask for this and this and this all you want, but it's not going to happen because we have like eight months to turn around and make this game, oh. and we're only going to be able to add this and this into it. Yeah, and I, I'll leave you with this final final yeah. thought or final uh, point. Okay, they have the simulation game this year or you know next year. Yeah, the one after that. What if we put Stone Cold in the monster truck? <laughs> Crush Hour? Crush Hour 2, yeah. Crush Hour oh, HD. How, how did I know we weren't <laughs> going to get a Crush Hour reference uh, from Mark? It, it's the best best wrestling game ever. <laughs> best non-wrestling <laughs> game. I mean, or even do something like Day of the Reckoning, right? Where it was weird. Which one is that? Day, Day of the Reckoning was that the one 2 where... was the one where you like had the weird storyline where you like they made it like an action game, and and uh, was that the, was that the Streets of Rage ripoff where like Stephanie was kidnapped? Yes, that one. Okay, that yeah, one where you're like fighting in the in the parking lot and the street and all that other craziness. Well, the, like, there was like a, I think a WCW fighting game. There was like WCW backstage, yeah, backstage assault. assault. Yeah, it. but like yeah, this was like a total like Streets of Rage net, like knockoff. Where I think I think the Undertaker kidnapped her. Yeah. I... And they had a Game Boy game that was like that. That's one I'm thinking. Yeah, I remember that no, one. I, I, like Day of the Reckoning had the like out. They had a story mode where you like there was an actual storyline going on, but you also like went and made decisions. And then there was like matches that didn't always take place in the ring, and they were weird. And some of them had like weird objectives. And, like yeah, like do do stuff like that. Right. Uh, I mean, just to be different. I just. And and give people an idea to, to oh it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. and that's my problem with it. it's like don't yep. try to be don't annualize something that doesn't need to be annualized because it's it's not working for there to be too much goes into those games I think way more than the other sports games uh, that you can't really do it yeah or it doesn't at least bode well for them uh, something that I feel like a lot of people have brought up every time Ratchet and Clank gets brought up is that well. A central part of the game was these riffs, and it was supposed to show you how great the PS5 is. And I have Randy even mentioned in his review when he reviewed it. I think you talked about it as well. That a few times that we've talked about the game, that the riff thing 
it's really not this revolutionary uh, yeah. thing. Um, and to have uh, the founder of Traveler's Tales, which of course make the Lego games, uh, come out and basically say, well, this could have been accomplished on PS4 for sure. And he said he, PS3. <laughs> he said PS3, but the whole deal was this was this could not be done on PS4, which is why it's not cross-gen. Yeah. And he's this is on his uh, Coding Secrets channel, by the way. He's saying that, that basically Insonic is being misleading with this. Um, yeah, I, I watched... played the game, so... Yeah, I watched his video, too, and a lot of what he said makes sense. Like, yeah. that whole big trailer moment where, like, going through dimensions, you know, it's like, oh, you're, like, riding down a building, and then you jump off, and then you're, like, in another dimension where you're, like, flying on a bird or something, and then you go into, like, the future city. It's like, that's an all-on-rails thing. Like, you, you have no real agency about what you're doing right. and also, yeah, it only yeah. happens once you know mm-hmm. uh and yeah they're like side areas in each game world where it's like oh you go into like a rift but it's like a very it's like a little pocket dimension just full of boxes and you just jump between the different areas until you get the you know the helmet piece or the armor piece you want yeah so i agree with them yeah like i think the game still looks visually stunning or like it looked good but like yeah like it, it i think it could have been on a ps4 it might not have been done as snappy, but what a one or two second load, like that's going to kill anyone, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that was the whole point was that it, oh, we don't want it to load, we don't want it to load, let's do it. So, yeah, but he the guy made a lot of good points about like, you know, basically caching between the different levels because like the game knows where you are, it's not even right. speed up or slow down and like what you're doing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's well, you know. That's the, I mean, it's the just, game it's, sometimes. It, yeah, it's their choice. You know, I like I was just saying earlier. Like, I they, there needs to be there needs to be a line in the sand somewhere. You know, between the old generation and the new one. I mean, right. yeah, you could you could have done it on the old one, sure, but we the, we need to start moving ahead. You know, if we keep getting hamstrung by like the console from seven years ago, uh, that's always going to be a, a, you know a hindrance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you chose not to do it with some of your other bigger or, or just as big or bigger franchises, but you did do it with Ratchet. Whereas, yeah. like, it was understandable with Eternal, it was a new IP, okay, go ahead. Uh, but Ratchet is a, a known IP, you know? I mean, believe me, they probably could have done Eternal on, P- on PS4 also, so... Yeah. But, again, I, like I said, there just needs to be some type of division somewhere, so... I would agree, yeah. People need to start getting used to the fact that these are the new systems and eventually it's going to get to the point where you won't have uh, games coming to, well, at least PS4 or uh, X. Microsoft keeps uh, using the cloud. They can have games come continue to keep coming to the Xbox One. This was like a week ago. I was at a used game store, or like used DVD and game store, and this guy was try- was asking questions to the clerk about a Switch and he was like, so I, I don't have any of my old games on it? And she was like, no. Like she was being pretty polite, more than I would have been for sure. He was like, "Why well, have a 3ds? Uh, I can't play the 3ds games on my Switch." And the Switch, she's like, "No." And he was like, "Well, is there an adapter you can buy?" No. And she was like, "No." <laughs> like he asked like twenty questions about playing old games on it, and I almost got to the point where just telling him like, "Hey, you can't play old games on this thing, aside from their shitty online service," you know. <laughs> Well, it should have been like, it's a Switch. This is a new console. It only plays Switch games. And yeah. 
It's like, what could you play NES game? Was there some NES adapter for the Wii? I don't think so. (laughs) Well, no, but it's like, I understand what he's saying, right? Because it's a hybrid console. Every other version of the, you know, Game Boy has been able to play the older game, the older Sims games. Sure. Uh, You know, I get what that person is trying to, but he, whoever this was at the front of the store, the clerk could have been like, listen, this is the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it only plays games called that are for the Nintendo Switch, and that's it. She she also uh, made the she made the grave error of also saying like, "Oh, there's a new Switch on the way, coming soon." And he was like, "What's that?" Or you know, he's basically, like, "What what does it do?" And she didn't. I think she knew about it, but she didn't really know. So I bet I did chime in and say like, "Hey, it has a slightly better screen, and that's it." <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I've I've had to do that sometimes too. Where I I actually. The one where I live, they they have some pretty knowledgeable people. So yeah, but I still have had to sometimes be. I don't go there as much as I used to, and don't, don't buy physical things. Right. Um, but when I used to, you know, when I was collecting the pops really hardcore, and it was in there a lot. There was many times I'd have to go and be like, uh, yeah, make sure you know this and this and this about it. They're like, oh, thank you. Right. You know. And they would either decide they wanted to buy that or not. But at least they know all of the information they need to know. But, right. you know, God bless that clerk. They didn't really have to do that either, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, speaking of something that I guess Blizzard didn't have to do, but they are doing, is changing. Uh, we talked about them. This was already something that was going to be in the works. It's not necessarily a total surprise Yeah. of... Considering who McCree is named after, the Overwatch Cowboy, um, that they are going to change uh, his name. Of course, he was the lead designer of Diablo 4. Um, I don't have a problem. I mean, like, I'm not an Overwatch person, so I don't have any ties to this. This doesn't absolve the company of anything. I mean, yeah. don't let this... Du- like, the other thing that's more important is the fact that this company is also being accused of destroying evidence at this point uh if nothing makes you look more guilty then i'm gonna destroy things so that you can't find the information that you receive that would really put us in a hole um and the fact that they keep making sure they don't put the activision name anytime they show call of duty which is stupid uh even though the common person may not know may not connect the two uh, you're not fooling anybody. So well, stop. It. Yeah, the the funniest thing was that statement that they put out. Like, I don't think it's in the story, but it, the, the statement ends with like, uh, "You believe it's necessary to change the name of the hero currently named as McCree to something that better represents what Overwatch stands for?" And uh, my response was, "Are you going to change his name to Bill Cosby?" Oh man, stop <laughs> it! Stop it! That's uh, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, people. Uh, that, but it's but, no, it's like I mean, it's it's weird that like they are taking this like stance, like oh, it, what Overwatch this stands is for. It's people like people are demanding it, just like they wanted uh, no, the, the name. I, of the I, guy. I no, yeah. no, I understand that, but it's like Overwatch doesn't stand for shit. Like it's Overwatch stands for making money. Like you're doing this because it's hurting yeah. your bottom line, not because like you care. <laughs> well, no, but the 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 people that are making this game care, and the and the the the, the people I mean, that play the game care. No, the people are making this game care now. They didn't care when they no, started making it. <laughs> or you let's know, be I mean, fair, <laughs> as far as what I've seen 
and heard the Overwatch team was not one of the teams that was. They, they were one of the part. better ones. Yes. Yeah. They're one it of was, the it wasn't, ones. So like they weren't involved in. That. Yeah. It wasn't the, it wasn't like the wow team. <laughs> yeah. So to be and like that, them, that, that one guy, the guy who left, uh, he was like the one heading up Overwatch. Like there's never been like an unkind word said about him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the reason why they want to do it is because they don't want to be associated with that. And it's understandable. So yeah. You know, more power to them. The one to change the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jeff Kaplan was the guy. Change his name to that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. What? Like he was yeah. the one. Yeah, I'm not kidding about that. Like, I mean, hey. yeah, call him Kaplan. Or... Yeah. I mean, he was a stand-up guy, so definitely. I'll, I'll be curious. I mean, they're obviously changing this for Overwatch Two. I'll be right. curious how this rolls into Overwatch One. You know, or if they just have to like yeah. do like a quick because like. There, a lot of that game has like voiceover of like right. you're, you're like characters speaking to one another, you know. Right. So they they have to like re-record every character, every voice actor's line that says, "Oh, cowboy guy, heal me" or something, you know, do whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it's not a good look. I'm glad that they're doing this to change the name on the people involved that that really want to see this happen. Again, the the whole thing about them not retaining evidence yeah it's, like tra- it's their documents it, yeah it's like yeah several companies did that in the 80s and 90s like look, look how well it turned out for them yeah this is not giving you a good look at all they're acting a job and it, it's always it's always good when you uh it's like we have nothing to hide yeah because it's all the dumpster out back and you know thousands of pieces <laughs> well let's get into a i guess thing that maybe you, you, you don't expect here when it comes to looking at uh, retro uh, consoles is, number one, the NES and SNES designer retired as the SNES hits its 30th anniversary, which, uh, man, doesn't a long-ass run. Yeah, uh, like... makes you feel old. So after nearly 39 years, uh, she has a retired Lance Bar. I was part of Nintendo America in December 1982 and worked there until last month. Wow, that's pretty amazing to work there for after almost 39 years at one company. And he's moving on to other projects. Um, so, you know, some cool designs. I mean, people will always, I think, remember, uh, especially the the, N, uh, the NES. Yeah. Uh, the SNES had several forms, but they kept that. At least I will always think about, you know, for me, because that was my first console, when I think of video games, that purple and, and gray, I will associate with video games. That's part of the reason why I kind of chose purple as, as like the secondary color for, for the podcast as well is, is, is that, you know, I just think of it as video games for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, uh, like for me, it, it's also like celebrating 30 years of the SNES. It's amazing to think about. Well, like, it's funny because yeah. like, People debate on, you know, it's a Super Famicom or the regular Super Nintendo looks better. I I actually like to box like the Super Nintendo, but like the Famicom versus the NES, it's like, holy shit, Famicom is such an ugly system. Oh, yeah, God, that like red and white with the... And like the controllers like slide into the side and it's Mm -hmm. like, because they have like a foot long cable. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean... You mean, the NES has problems from like a design point, like the cartridge slot, obviously. But like, right. it looks it looks better, or you know, yeah, I, you can c- clearly see the inspiration with this VCR. And it's like, yeah, around the time they made that, that totally makes sense because the VCR is popular. So, right, 
But it's still a thing of like the NES is just has this design where it's like there's nothing else like it. Yeah. So you know what that is when you see it. So that's yeah, that's a thing for me. And like I mean, those two those two systems are iconic, you know. Exactly. That I mean when you think about like just people's that is really when that is console gaming. That I mean, you can say what you want about the Atari, but it's like console gaming started with these consoles. Yeah, and further on with the Genesis, but it's like these consoles are really what push console gaming into. Oh wow, if people want to have these in their homes, and almost everyone had uh, one or the other or both. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's still great that he got to work in Nintendo for all those years. But what isn't great is when you look at the game side of where these consoles come from. A little bit of fraud. A little bit of shadiness going on here as the wata which and wata games and heritage auctions have been apparently complicit in well they they claim they aren't yeah. but yeah yeah <laughs> complicit in getting the, the the disclaimer here is they they deny everything but go on <laughs> yeah it's alleged so far right now uh but that you know they're one of the reasons why that copy super mario brothers sold for two million dollars uh, you know, this is, of course, being alleged by a journalist Carl Jobs, Jobs, and I think it's Jobs, but yeah, fifty-two million, fifty-two minute video investigation that he does uh, on grading company Water Games and the collectibles auction company uh, Heritage Auctions. They've kind of been manipulating things and cohorting together. CEO Dennis uh, Khan Ron. and yeah, uh, Jim Halperin, in order to inflate the market for retro games and we haven't seen that we haven't seen retro games uh go up in price sometimes exceedingly high uh for some of these games yes i i mean i don't think you watched the video i did no uh yeah a lot of it makes sense this guy collect uh connects a lot of the dots together uh there's like one of the things he talks about is this like dentist who spent a million dollars collecting like buying up new or like unopened old games yeah. And he point he pointed out that a the dentist isn't spending his money. He's like spec. He's basically spending other people's money, speculating that like these games are worth that much, right? And b he points out a lot of the uh, articles about this dentist guy, call him like the greatest collector ever. And it's like <laughs> this guy only started collecting like three months ago, you know. And the amount of money you spend does not equate to how good or right, bad yeah. or you know your dedication as a collector. In but, fact, sometimes, but the best part of collecting is the bargains that you find out. So they yeah, money. And it's like, I, I, I'm sure I could put a control, like an NES controller, in this dentist's hands and have him pl- play Mario Brothers one. You know, get get to the last level, or even get to the like the first castle. I'm sure this guy has never even touched a video game before. I'm completely right. honest with that. Or you know, uh he points out this this Dennis Halpern guy did some shady stuff in the eighties with coin collecting and he had to pay like a million dollar fine uh, because he was like manipulating coin prices yeah. and that bubble burst and it's never recovered. Uh, That's true. Yeah. This heritage, like this Dennis Halpern guy, he was on WADA's like board of directors or, you know, uh, involved with them setting up. The funny thing about WADA is they're like a new company. They only started in like 2017, 2018. Meanwhile, there's another company called VGA, uh, I think the Video Game Authority. They've been on for like almost like at least a decade. 
you know, or like longer. So yeah, it's like, I got heard of the Vindicative Authority. Yeah. It's like, why would you want, why, why is there another need, or why, why is there a need for another rating, you know, company when the, the already established one is already good? Or, you know. Yeah, outside of greed and outside of just trying yeah. to, how can we manipulate this in our right. favor? Because usually when you already have one company that does something like that, it's like, why? it's almost like creating two ESRBs. Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was like what some studios, or not studios, but some uh, states were trying to do back when the ESRBs like, uh, started. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else? So yeah, this, like I said, that video went on for a long time. Uh, the, the funniest thing, and he didn't get into this at all, but this is what I was thinking. Remember, uh, oh, what was it? Remember last year when uh, they sold that Nintendo PlayStation at yes. auction. This was to Heritage, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that Dennis Halpern guy probably bought it, or someone from Heritage bought it. Probably. And they're gonna flip it, you know, in a few years and go, oh, this is a like the only item ex- in existence, and sell for like you know four million dollars or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy like routinely buys comics, will auction them to himself, basically. And then in a few years, like re-auction them to drive up the price. Uh, yeah, it's incredibly shady. Like, and yeah, both Wada and Heritage. Uh, oh, no, there's nothing untoward happening here. But it's like, well, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. of course they're not going to come out and be like, oh yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah, everybody. we're, we're manipulating go. everything. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like, also, like that uh, Dennis Khan guy looks like a creep. Uh, he looks he looks like shady as hell. He was on like uh, Pawn Stick. They had him on Pawn Stars a few different times, and it's like, yeesh. You yeah. look even too creepy for this show, dude. Like, yeah, yeah that's saying something right there. And uh, there's another part about this, like, big... I think it was, like, the Nintendo Age Collector's collection. It was, like, this massive game collection. Got sold to a guy, and they both worked at WADA. Oh, and, man. And then, like, they, they, they gave the collection their its own name. And they go, oh, this, this game is, like, higher value because it's part of this collection. So it's worth more, but as you guys work yeah. for the same company that is grading this shit, <laughs> like, well, don't you don't you see the problem here? Like, yeah, I mean, but they don't. But I'm sure somebody like you know the guy who did the investigation did. It certainly makes sense. I mean, yeah. that'd be the equivalent of like you making a video game and then asking me to review it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, people are just. Now they got away with it, right? Uh, that was the point. They got away with it and then figured, ah, nobody's gonna really care about this shit. Like, yeah, they just want to buy their games and no one, no one's gonna pay attention to this. You know, it's, you know, what's really funny is uh, let me check. Uh, I have pictures, and I went to we mean the infant Chicago last last year. Mm. I have pictures. We went to a game store out there of uh, Persona Three Portable and Shin Megami Tensei, uh, the first one on, on PSP. Mm-hmm. Like the like the the two percent of PSP games, right? Uh, for sixty bucks each used. Uh, now Persona One is one forty. Jeez. And uh, Persona Three Portable is one seventy. Or uh, remember that? Oh, what is it? Remember Def Jam? Uh, Fight Free New York. Yes. Yeah, that game is uh, you know. Expensive. It's 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 about one fifty now. Damn. For like the PS2 or the GameCube version, like the Xbox is like ninety. 
And it's no, like, yeah, nothing against that game. I actually like it quite a bit. But it's like, that's that's a $30 game, you know? Like should be a $30 game. Yeah. So, yeah, like, there has to be some price manipulation. I don't think it's like, I don't think Heritage is pulling, or I think this WADA is pulling all the strings. But I think they're pulling a lot of them, which is having the ripple effect of games getting crazy. Or, you know, prices going nuts. Yeah. Like, I saw, I saw a picture of someone was selling used copies of Mario Galaxy for the Wii for $300 a pop. And it's like, good luck with that. Or I I have a picture. I I mean, I don't know if you ever peruse your Facebook marketplace like I do. There's a picture I, I, from some dude, I think it might've been a woman. I think it was this guy actually and a neighboring town trying to sell an Atari 2600, uh, for seven hundred dollars, just the console. I I don't think there were any controllers or any games. So it, it's have like people think like oh game they they see like oh this copy of Mario Brothers sold for two million dollars. This crap I have instead of selling it for like thirty dollars, we're gonna sell for three hundred, and you know someone might buy it. Yeah, you said you were selling it for like a hundred or something. yeah. Kind of understand. I want to make some money, right? Like, right, seven hundred dollars. Woo! Well, even Atari. I mean, if the Atari came with like a whole bunch of games, maybe a hundred. But th- this thing just had like the picture of the console. It's like nothing. Nothing else was included. It looked like so. It's like yeah, like not even the. You don't even that's know worth like connections to that or. Yeah, I think that's worth like thirty dollars. So you know. Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, there's one on eBay. Uh, it just has. Uh, yeah, just the console for forty each. Yeah, I and mean, think about the quality of the games that are coming out of there. Like, not not anything you need to pay paying that much money. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's having like this stuff is having the knock on effect of like eBay pricing going crazy, and then when someone checks eBay pricing or like price charting, the girl like, oh, oh, or this copy of Zelda for, sold for two hundred dollars. I'll sell mine for like one ninety, and it's like, no, it's worth like a hundred or seventy or something like that. You know? Yeah. And they also brought I'm up the. The the Carl jokes guy brought the the part about like intrinsic versus extrinsic value. Like, mm. what's the game worth? Like, as far as material cost, like a, you know, a dollar to you know, or maybe like five bucks or something. But like, right. it's the same thing as like paintings. Like, why is the Mona Lisa considered like priceless or you know, because it has more value than what it's worth as you know, canvas and paint. And it's the same thing with games because right. people have like nostalgic value for games, but not to that yeah. extent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're shady. Uh, it'd be nice if some legal action comes from this somewhere, but I doubt it because lawmakers don't care. <laughs> and yeah, this Jim Halpern guy sounds like the scum of the earth. <laughs> yep, does not surprise me at all. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but oh yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. Oh, fair enough. So, I mean, like, what, I mean, do you collect yeah. anything, really? I mean, you used to collect Funko Pops, I, I guess. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I'm trying to sell them now. I don't. I, I don't collect anything. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so. I, that, that was like that was like another bubble, or like the uh, in the the video the guy brought up like Beanie. Well, Davis. Funko is still still growing. growing. <laughs> like I thought that when I said, "Okay, that's it." I mean, I thank God I did because my whole house would have been freaking shelves of Funko Pops. You, and, you know. You're, like, you're, you're, you're wrong. The house would just be made of Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't get the people that have rooms that with the Funko Pop boxes on the floor and they just keep stacking them up. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, how many do you have left? I, I mean, I think my mom has sold a total of 10. I still probably have like 400 or something. Okay. But the I, thing yeah. is, most of them are like commons. We're not, we're not talking about. Yeah. You know. See, that was my thing is I, I have like eight or nine. And there's yeah. like a few more I would like to get. But I'm not, it's not like, I don't need to go crazy over it. Or, it's, you know, I don't want to click like a whole set from a show or something, you know? Yeah. Like the only one I thought about, like, I have some that I kept, you know, like I kept the Cowboys one. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the like Bulbasaur and some other, some like some here and there that I, I know I really, really like. And I, regardless of how much I can't stand myself for having done this, you know, yeah. And the debt that I put myself in for stupidity. Uh, but, you know, like uh, the, the people that, that do this and and they'll enjoy it hey you know what more power to you and and if you're able to sell and 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 get that going then have i'm glad that you know you are yeah i i, I have a friend who frequently criticizes my spent like buying habits or spending habits yeah because i buy a bunch of like blu-rays and dvds and games mm-hmm. she's like well yeah but you're so broke or you know all this other stuff it's like well yeah to an extent but i, I you know I never gone gone starving, or you know, I never missed a rent payment or anything. Like, I may be cash poor a lot of the time, but I'm not like desperate, right? <laughs> or it's not like yeah. impacting me on like that type of scale, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's your decision, right? If you wanted to do that, I, yeah. Just, like what was happening here is just they're inflating prices. Yeah. Right, and at least what I could say is that uh, Funko's for the most part, when you go on eBay or they Funko itself has its own uh, app. Yeah, it tells like you own, how much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be paying for stuff. Like they're ahead of the game on that front. But obviously, these company, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, and all the developers don't want to get involved in the stuff of like pricing and telling you, well, oh, well you, this is what you should be paying. You that, know? that that's another thing from that. WADA thing is, I guess most grading companies, or not, I mean, not WADA, but Heritage, most auction companies have like lists, or I think it might be WADA, like lists of grades. Like the, the right. guy talked about like comics. I think like there's no like perfect version of Superman Origin comic, ac- Action Comics number one or whatever. And there's like right. two versions, like 9.4, three that are like 9.2, you know, stuff, it just goes down the road, down the list. I think he called it perspectives or like the perspective, something like that. But WADA does not release their version of that, which is like super shady. Yeah, because that's really if, super shady. Because if people knew, oh, there's nine, there's 900 copies of Mario, this is Mario World, uh, you know, unopened or like, you know, still in the shrink wrap, then yeah, Mario Brothers or uh, Mario Brothers wouldn't be worth $2 million if there are 300 other yeah. copies of it laying around. So yeah, I, I think some, I think the bubble will burst eventually. I don't know how soon it'll be. I think it'll be sooner now because people know about this shit. But yeah. also the guy brought up the point that like most collectors, when they buy something, like a high value item, they they want to show it to other collectors or they want to show their collection off. Right. That was the reason why I had the shelves. Yeah. Or like uh, he brought up, I mean, he actually interviewed him or talked to him a little. The Pat the Nest Punk, the guy in the seat podcast. Like mm-hmm. he has every NES game. Uh, including like the one that cost like twenty grand or whatever. I think that you know at the time it cost that. Mm-hmm. I mean that's money or that you know that takes some dedication. Uh, 
but they're talking about people who buy these like, oh, The Legend of Zelda for $800,000. It's like, you don't know who that guy is because it's not really a guy. It's, you know, some company buying it or, you know, trying. they're trying to like get, get a hold of this. And also people are like buying rare games and selling shares of it. Wow. Like you can go on, you can go on like a website and buy like, oh, this uh, unopened copy of Goldeneye is like a thousand dollars. You can buy, you can buy like a piece of it, but it's all like, you don't own it. It's just like a paper ownership, essentially. You know, it's not like, it's not like uh, the Simpsons three minute, a comic book, you know, you get Radioactive Man Monday and Wednesday, and I get it Tuesday and Thursday, and Randy gets it Friday and Saturday. You know, whatever. But <laughs> so, oh yeah, God. it's all like really crazy. And I mean, I hope it bursts because I would like to be able to buy games again at a reasonable price. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine it would eventually. Uh, you know, so ah. <sighs> Well, that is going to do it here for us this uh, week. As far as uh, Video Games to the Max, thank you for joining us uh, on this show. Um, If you're not watching on video, we have a ticker here that tells you all this information about where else you can find the show. But uh, if you are, are enjoying the show and you'd like to subscribe, you can do it on the YouTube with uh, ringing that bell hitting that like button or the subscribe button. And anytime we do a show, of course, it is there. Of course, on the YouTube page, you'll get all of our other content with WT Network Producers. Um, Socket of the Max is back, and we are doing uh, shows once a week on Tuesday. Sometimes we do uh, specials when there are big things. The Champions League draw that just happens. So if you want to hear Eric and I's thoughts on that, it's happening. It happened there. Uh, then you'll get to see what happens sometimes to the game show where – we release a show in the next day or that same morning that I'm releasing the show. Crazy stuff happens. Same thing happened with the soccer show that we did uh, yesterday. So that was uh, to experience there. And, you know, also on the sports front of kickoff, of course, NFL is about to start again. And they'll be your home for everything that involves the NFL college football on the network. So make sure you listen to the kickoff every week. And, of course, Riley's doing all the entertainment stuff. Uh, for the network they have reviewed it so much good goodness uh in the past few weeks you need to go check it out and well until next week uh hopefully you'll be enjoying those games and we'll see you later